Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Kind of sad. I'm taking down the Christmas tree. It is sad. I didn't have to. I didn't have to. I didn't have to. And that, those people that keep it up for through you know, through I, through the Western Stock Show. <laughs> that's a random fact. I think January twenty second. Like, yeah, no, that's what it's said. January seventh, and I'm taking it down. Um, so you did some research about diet. Yes. And at neurodiversities. And so before we get started, I think I would just like to say that this is research that you did for yourself and everybody should do their own research, even yes. though you're going to tell us about what you learned yes. for you. Yes. But we're not doctors and we're not registered dietitians <laughs> or nutritionists or anything else. And so if you want to change your diet, some of this information might be a good place to start, but you should do your own research. Yes. So what'd you find out? So um, I found a lot of um, repetitive information. So that's good that things are agreeing. Yes. So basically, um, well, for ADHD, um, eating, whether you have ADHD or not, so everybody eating good food helps your brain. So... Yes. Eating good food would help, especially a neurodiver a neurodiverse brain, even more if it it helps normal. Please don't do that. That's distracting. <laughs> um, um, so it would help the symptoms. Um, I learned that um, specifically for ADHD, for ADHD, um, for ADHD brains. Mm -hmm. Particularly, a high fiber diet or a high protein diet, yes, is the be is one of the good ones. So things like meats, cheese, beans, eggs, eggs, meat, nuts. So I'm always um, telling my clients to eat like eggs and bacon for yeah. breakfast it's because it's good for your brain. Yeah, it's um the article that I had read it said that eating these foods in the morning or and as like a snack in the afternoon, um, help can improve concentration and can possibly help your medication last longer. Oh, that's So good. after school snack, before you start your homework would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would do that anyway. Or even making sure you have time to eat breakfast yeah. before you leave before, the house in yeah. the morning when Which, you've taken your meds. I need to do that. Yeah. I'm not good about eating breakfast. Um, it also said that eating more complex carbohydrates is good. So this is counter, like, this goes against what I already know, though, because citric acid affects AD, some ADHD medication. Stimulant meds. Stimulant medication. But this is the article that I read said that eating things like tangerines, grapefruit, oranges, pears, and apples um, in, well, I guess in the evening. So I guess it doesn't really or, matter. At least, so I've heard as long that as it you helps don't with eat sleep. It, I've heard. Well, so Which yeah. is interesting. I that is interesting. That. Me neither. Um, I would say as long as you're not eat, eating citric acid. First. I've heard anything between an hour and two hours before and after. Okay. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so like 
Smoothies for breakfast, not a great idea. Oh, eggs, a- eggs for breakfast, great idea. Um, or oh, I we're guess from back east, so scrapple. And scrapple, if you don't know what scrapple is, so good. You can Google it. Um, it's better than. <laughs> Just, yeah, maybe don't Google it. Just go buy some at the grocery store. Um, um, so I would say like some kind of meat, eggs, yeah, peanut butter, yeah, but not peanut butter with apple. If you've just taken yeah. your meds, yeah, right. But apples have some um, I guess if you have problems sleeping, you could try. I actually kind of want to try this. Mm-hmm. Apples and almond butter, probably not peanut butter because we don't eat peanut butter, but. Try eating a pear before you go to bed if you have trouble sleeping. That might help. See what happens. See what happens because it said that it might. It might help. Um, let's see here. Omega-3 fatty acids are something that you should eat. So any cold wa- white watered fish, so tuna and salmon, um, have tons of omega-3 fatty acids, uh, walnuts, and Just plain fish oil too. Yeah, plain. Well, I'm getting there. I have Sorry. a whole thing about it. Sorry. Um, Brazil nuts and any and olive and canola oils. So you could cook with olive oil or canola oil, which um, maybe don't cook with canola oil because that's something you bake with. Well, but it's definitely not the best oil. So if yeah, you're gonna so use oil, olives, probably. I would do olive oil. I would do well, avocado oil. Yeah. I would do. Um, there's even oils made out of nuts. We don't use them in our house because our daughter's allergic to nuts. Oh, our daughter. Um, my daughter, sorry. Well, our being Brian and I. <laughs> my daughter, my other daughter my is sister. allergic to nuts. So we don't cook with nut oil. But um, but sometimes I bake. In baking, I replace the oil that mm-hmm. recipes call for with like coconut oil or even better mct oil which is a like really specific coconut oil so but also any of those would also be good note, for anybody's brain note that my mom is also on this like really specific diet i am but all that but, stuff I mean, is, still, that really is still really good for you and, um and, yeah we used to take fish oil and then you stopped so i mean some articles said that like some of this stuff might not necessarily work for some and it for might everybody. work forever so did we stop because you wanted to stop buying it because it got expensive or because it wasn't working i didn't see the improvement i was looking for in your behavior what was it supposed to do because it, it things said different things about what they were supposed to do it just said like behavioral issues it was like i didn't behavior, think i was that but like or you you weren't because you're very in your head so you weren't like running around but like it was supposed to help like concentration so like even when you were really little oh, before yeah. you were diagnosed it was not good if i walked out of the room when we were watching a movie and walked back in it was like what happened you would be like i don't know I and i was gone for like 30 seconds i remember <laughs> i remember you asking me that like, i don't not remember knowing, i don't right? remember so it wasn't giving me like you weren't having the like support with like being able to concentrate or focus more so i was like okay well let's try this but it also fish else. oil also has a bunch of like other benefits like heart benefits oh, so, for sure i mean it's still a good thing to take whether do your own research yeah do your okay. own research i'm not telling you what to do um and then we don't tell people with adhd what to do no. they do the opposite yes um okay so my supplements and vitamins category um fish oil vitamin d 
which everybody should take anyway because um, vitamin D helps you not get things like the flu yeah. or COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you want to add that anyway. Talk yeah. to your doctor about Talk how much. Talk to your doctor first. Um, multivitamins and multiminerals. Um, vitamin that's just good because in general they don't have a good diet. Yeah. Vitamin B can reduce aggression and antisocial Do behavior. You know what kind of vitamin B? Vitamin B6. Oh, it did. B complex, it did mention 12. specifically vitamin B6. Okay. I didn't know there were different types. Vitamin, of vitamin C6 also helps B6. you not. Vitamin B6 also helps you um, not get headaches. Oh. Which is interesting since we did that episode on headaches. Yeah. Um, zinc, iron, and magnesium. Zinc is also just generally good for you to not get the flu. <laughs> Or there was going around. a small study that showed that fur, fur, furitin for iron. It's basically iron. Okay. The, the levels um, were low in 84% of children with ADHD. Huh. Maybe you don't metabolize it correctly. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Compared to the to the 18%, that was the control group. Of their little study. And low iron levels correlate with uh, cognitive deficiencies and s- the more severe type of ADHD. Okay. Um, and then there are lots of different herbs that have been found to improve alertness and brain function in ADHD. Um, there were like a bunch of them and I didn't know how to pronounce like half of them. Okay. So but there's a bunch of stuff or like research i guess about herbs and how it I helps it like, as far as herbs though like if you're having trouble falling asleep too and the orange or pear don't work for you before bed <laughs> right there's like ashwanda or valerian or like there's lots of herbs again yeah. do your own research yes or you can also go to like a chinese medicine doctor that would could prescribe chinese herbs that yes. would be helpful okay now foods to avoid if you want, you should, yeah. you should, but you don't have to. You should really you want to. avoid them in general. Yes. So simple carb, carbohydrates, so, so sugar, candy, corn syrup, bread, uh, potatoes without the skin, which was so mashed potatoes. Mash, oh, that's too bad. Because it's the skin that makes it more, mashed more complex. So good. I would just say replace your white potatoes. And then with sweet potatoes synthetic dyes like red number three red yep. number 40 and yellow number five probably yep. all synthetic dye but those were the ones that it said the most well and that's going to be in like m&m's food that's not great for you anyway like yeah. candy or has lots of sugar yeah. right or even those like little chewy things i don't know what they're called those little snack packs that have a little chewy oh gummy like like just like so like the cheap gummy yeah so like I the, the cheap version of like those things are usually or this not even that bread. mots is way better i'll take a mots over a welsh any day annie's annie's is also really good yeah i mean like if you're gonna have if you have to have if them. you have to have it okay <laughs> then do that um autism so it's, it's fair to say, though, I'm a big food snob. Yeah. Okay. Autism. It's okay. Um, <laughs> autism. Um, 
having a well-rounded diet is, is particularly good because autistic people who are autistic tend to be picky, especially with food. So, right, we've talked about this twice yeah. already, right? So, so like, um, there's all, kinds of there's all I have like a bunch of different other things, but so I guess it's this. I think this might be part of my problem too. Um. You're, you don't have, some people with autism, not everybody is, some people don't really have the attention span to focus on starting and finishing a meal all in one sitting. So they don't eat enough food. So they aren't getting the nutritional value that they need. I mean, like I'll finish a meal, but it just like, it takes me 20 minutes. Really? Really long. long. Just the last I'm the, the, dinner. the last person to eat at the dinner table. Every time. When my boyfriend and I go out to eat, he'll finish like everything. And then he just has to sit there and wait for me. And I'm like all like distracted talking to him and everything. And he has to keep me focused like do eat your food. Um, But yeah, having a good rounded diet is good for anyone but particularly if you already have problems eating then just really focusing on it or if you're a parent of a kid with always autism you should just really focus on like how you can sneak in Mm -hmm. all the food groups yeah or you could do what my mom did i mean granted she didn't know she didn't know no i was just sneaking in because she wouldn't eat it Right, eat We're this or later. don't have food. Right. Well, yeah, we did have a whole like you have to try everything on your plate kind of rule. Might be but kind of I, mean if you already know that your child is like, autistic. When I, when I, would make smoothies because you did you eat smoothies, I would sneak like you know spinach or whatever in it, and then um, this is pre medication, right? So um, and then lasagna i would totally like there were lots there were lots of vegetables in that in the sauce i mean everything Um, okay so a study found that most autistic children have insufficient levels of folic acid fiber calcium iron zinc and vitamins a c d e b c B12 and K. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. What is vitamin K? Vitamin K is. What even is that? Vitamin K is really important, but you naturally get it from eating like foods that are green. Oh, okay. So if you're not eating salad, take a multivitamin. (laughs) Um, So. Okay, I already said all of that. Um, so because they don't like to eat green vegetables, or they tend not to, probably, because what child likes to eat broccoli? I love broccoli. I mean, I love Even broccoli. as a kid. I like bro- I like broccoli, too. You but... like anything with, you're not unusual. I know lots of people with autism, like, must have, like, food that's all one color, or, like, I'm only eating white food today, or I'm only eating whatever kind of food today um they also tend to really like ketchup and put ketchup on absolutely mm-hmm. everything and that wasn't you you were like everything had to have garlic on it garlic is delicious i mean i wouldn't put garlic i mean garlic super good for you but... you're used to 
Um, so your favorite thing would be like stir fry vegetables with like mm. three times as much garlic as that actually a normal person delicious. would use. That sounds really good. That that's how you. That's probably why you like broccoli, <laughs> right? Because that's what was in there. It was like like lots of, lots of garlic and mushrooms and broccoli. Mm-hmm. It's usually what it was. So. With the whole fiber thing that I just mentioned, autistic people tend to have more likely the more lo- like likely chance of having constant or being constipated. Right. So, um, eating high fiber foods is always deli- is always good. So, broccoli, popcorn has a lot of fiber in it. Kale, kale, spinach, uh, all the green things. All the green things. All the green things. Um. Milk does not, so don't drink a bunch of milk. No. Milk's good, but... um, Let's see here. I didn't know what to really call these, so I'm going to call them diet rules. <laughs> along rules, because I don't know what else to call them. I don't know what else to call them. So, um, so they like to have routines around meals. Well, they like routines in general, but around mealtime so like sitting in the same spot every time using the same cutlery and plates every time eating you sometimes even eating with the same people every time Mm. um not wanting foods to touch which Mm. i don't like that either um some like having you don't mind if they're supposed to touch like it like in rice and beans those are supposed to be touched, but if you Even give like me a stew, it's supposed to touch. You're fine. fine with that. It's like if I have a thing of little baby hot dogs and a thing of mac and cheese, I don't want the sauce of the ma- of the of the baby hot dogs to get into the mac and cheese and contaminate the mac it's and such, cheese. Those are such like typical foods that you would expect me with autism to eat. How about <laughs> like I don't eat those regularly. You don't want your mashed potatoes. I mean, and I your peas. I wouldn't touch. want that either. I just, I was thinking of the baby hot dogs that we had for, for new, for, new, for, for, for Christmas Eve. Eve. And then for whatever <laughs> reason, I was thinking mac and cheese. <laughs> I don't know why I said those two foods. I don't eat those regularly. <laughs> um, oops. Um, some have like to have their food cut a certain way. So like for toast, some might like having them be cut in like down the middle in a square instead of diagonally. Right. Or little soldiers. The best. Little Dag- soldiers. Just straight across, but in, like in strips. They're soldiers. Oh. They're little soldiers. I've never and you dip them in your way. egg. That's because you don't dip them in your eggs because you don't need disgusting. eggs. Eggs are not disgusting. They're very good for you. Um, Eating at the same time every day. Mm. Strictly at the same time every day. Um, Having certain foods on certain days. So like Sheldon. Sheldon right. from Big Bang Theory is like today is taco day or whatever. Right. I don't think he had a taco day, but um, they definitely, definitely had like a night where they ordered some kind of Asian, Asian food, food, Chinese food, I don't specific. Um, and then they tend to like food, like predictable foods. So that um, are like, always going to taste the same. That always come from the same place. So like if I, if Tuesday were was Burger King day. And we had Burger King burgers every Tuesday and, like, specifically Burger King burgers. It can't be from McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever. Or Good Times, where, or we, good actually times, buy our where we actually buy burgers <laughs> and the burgers are better. 
Yeah, they're better. They're but way better. Us, but be. Um, so like that, or from like a specific brand of food. So like Stouffer's Pizza. Stouffer's Pizza. Ew. I don't know why you would eat Stouffer's Pizza. <laughs> food snob here. So. Um, <laughs> um, uh, preferred food textures. So some people might like sure. crunchier foods and not soggy food. That's how That's I also- like it. I like crunchier food and I don't like soggy food. That's gross. Right? All, all, all of you guys, all of my kids have texture issues, right? So you you like I am crunchy food. really picky. Oh, I'm not that picky. You're food. not really picky, but you like crunchier foods. Mm-hmm. You like your vegetables raw. I do. That's why um, you heat up a lot. Alexis likes softer foods. <laughs> The stuff that's not overly chewy, right, Liz? Right. Like, steak is, like, torture for her. Um, <laughs> steak is so good. Um, and um, Jack likes... Crunchy. Crunchy food as well. He doesn't like... like he doesn't he won't like even, he Well, that's because he likes most tea. fruit pies... Are soggy. The fruit is soggy. An apple should be crunchy. It's interesting because I like apple pie. Yeah, right? So he's a little picky there, but neither of them have... A, a uh neurodiverse um not you know of. right they have other things um but i would think that the reason people with autism have issues with the texture of food is because they usually as a younger child have some kind of sensory integration issue right Right. And so that probably still your mouth is the most sensitive part of your body that you got rid of so so that is really important, right? right? Yeah. There's all kinds of like therapies you can do for sensory integration or mm-hmm. exercises, right? Do you remember we used to like squish you between two pillows? Oh, that sounds fun. You uh, loved <laughs> it. You would like beg us to do it. Squish it used to get like deep pressure, right? And that brushing that we did on your arms and your back and your you legs. You had no those? suspicion. There was like deep. Well, I used to do it to model it for Alexis, and oh. you loved it. You were like, "Yes, you I should have guessed." Like, oh, this is weird. You shouldn't be liking this so much. <laughs> no, that actually never occurred to me. It's twenty okay. twenty hindsight, so you know. Um, but what kid wouldn't want to be squished by a giant pillow? That sounds like a ton of fun. It does. Um, preferring beige beige colored foods, so like chicken nuggets, white bread, biscuits, crisps. All beige foods. Yeah. Beige, plain, plain food. And just think of the nutritional oh. content that's lacking in Rice. all those things. <laughs> um, let's see here. Mm. One study, um, one study found that children with autism exhibited more refusal food refusal than the typical developing child so 41.7 percent compared to 18.9 wow yeah <laughs> uh-huh. and food time dinner time when you were younger we didn't know right we didn't we, we didn't, didn't know. know but <clears throat> you're also our first kids so we had no comparison right? right so alexis like had major major sensory integration disorder right and so like had to eat like baby food for an extended period of time mm-hmm. and you would just like blatantly refuse to eat no. foods, right you would like hide under the table and all kinds of stuff dinner was always 
pain. Not a I'm pain, sorry. but it was it was a longer half an hour than it should be. Um, but I did time it. Like I gave you 30 minutes I and remember. if you didn't eat, you didn't eat. I remember. <clears throat> um, okay, so out comes. Hence the garlic. Hence the garlic. I just supreme garlic on like everything. Everything. <laughs> or like tripling the amount of garlic in recipes. And you're like, oh, okay. Garlic. Um, out comes. So symptoms may be worse because if your brain isn't getting if you're not so outcomes being if you're not eating a good diet. If you're not eating a good diet, right? Um good outcomes would depend on you. So I don't know what your outcomes are. Good outcomes are probably gonna be you have better brain function so you can focus Focus more easily, you can calm yourself down more easily, you can uh you can like get through a day feeling better you can sleep better you have more energy to exercise those are all going to be all good things right um, like they would be for anybody yes so symptoms may be worse so not as focused or yeah more unfocused than you already are more unfocused um you have you would have um deficiencies in important vitamins and minerals GI issues, GI skin issues. issues. Skin, oh, I didn't even write those. Right. I, I mean, it is just think like if you have a malnutritious oh, diet. Well, I guess I, I feel under. Yeah. So, so anytime you have malnourishment, you're most likely going to have some kind of GI issue or or some kind of um, skin issue. But also, if you're only eating like. If you have ADHD and you're eating chicken nuggets and simple carbs and sugar, um, you're more likely to get things like leaky gut. So then you're going to have, it does sound good, right? Or or a buildup of like bad bacteria in your gut, Mm. which means like you're going to have issues with either constipation or diarrhea or Both. both going back and forth, right? So... I mean, your gut is highly, highly connected to your brain. Wow. Um, so if you treat your gut well and you feed your gut well, the rest of you will feel better. But did you just have some kind of I did. light bulb like, moment? Just light bulb moment. I have to explain in a second. Not relative to the podcast. Well, I mean kind of, but anyway. Um you already said GI issues, uh-huh. problems going to the bathroom, having trouble sleeping, uh-huh. um, ha- and having trouble focusing in other behavioral issues. Uh-huh. Not to mention, like, I would think that no one would really want to, like, eat with you. If you're just, like, if you, like, take an hour to eat, no one's going to be like, I'm not going to sit here for an hour. I have other things to do. And then the, you're going to be eating all alone, which... It wouldn't be good for anybody's mental health. Yeah, socially, that's not. That's that wouldn't be good. Um, hacks. So you could take. Um, you should try eating healthy. Don't just succumb to uh pills or gummy gummy pills. That's not. But if you have to, you could take vitamins or supplements. I think some supplements are necessary because. Our soil in general is depleted from what it used to be. So, of course. So, I, right. I'm going to say, like, 
eat as much fruits and vegetables as you can tolerate yeah. or hide them in some way, even from yourself, if you need to. Um, but I think some supplements are like really important to take, right? right? Like zinc and vitamin D, especially during like cold and flu season yeah, are like start- important things to take, right? Sometimes you have to check like the amount of, if you're taking a daily vitamin, then you also want to check and make sure that if you add an additional supplement to it, that you're not getting too, too much, much of a Too much is bad too. Too much is bad as well, yes. And so you just, you need to read labels. You need to talk to somebody who knows more about diet and nutrition than you do. Um, or you need to like become an expert before you start adding stuff into your yeah. own diet, right? I've done years and years and years of research for myself, right? Because I have a, a GI um, condition. And so I'm, I know a lot about it now. Um, but um, I would say like uh, the biggest hack is just to like try and get the healthiest version of whatever it is that you're willing to eat. Yeah. Right. Um, I have plan out meals weekly. And yes. make them exciting. And, and like interesting. Yes. If you're just going to make fettuccine Alfredo, which actually doesn't have any nutritional value. So don't make fettuccine Alfredo. I was just going to say, throw some broccoli in there. You <laughs> could throw broccoli in there, but like fettuccine Alfredo is kind of basic. Well, it's also like full of fat and. Not, carbs. yes, not my point. And my point is that it's boring and you're not going to be excited to eat it unless you throw really. Some chicken. Like it. So like spice it up, add chicken, add broccoli. You can add spice to it. Spice is key. Binge likes the spice. Add spice to your food. (laughs) Um, Um, Fresh herbs. Fresh herbs. Make everything delicious. Um, As you said earlier, for children, or I guess maybe an adult might be able to do this. I don't know. You could see see a, see a, a sensory integration therapist mm-hmm. or i'm sure you can google it yeah it's an ot oh it is do that therapy okay yeah. i didn't know that i thought um, they were different um and as we said before hide fruit vegetables in food i said for your children but i suppose you could hide you could hide it from yourself though from if yourself if you're I'm making yourself a fruit smoothie and you throw in a little spinach then you know it's in there you do know it's in there, but you also know it tastes more like the fruit that you want it than that's true. Right? Because fruit in general fruit is, is basically sugar. Right. <laughs> fruit is basically like fruit's not great, great. for you. Um vegetables. Interesting are better that people for you. tell you to eat fruit. Right? It's it's really vegetables. <laughs> vegetables, green vegetables are really what's good for you. Um but um, you know, as a at least that would give you some more vitamins if you're only eating like pizza and chicken nuggets right because like, that's not giving you any that's not giving really. you anything i mean um, a little protein but not much else see a dietitian yep they can help you learn what you need in your body i would even look for a dietitian that like specializes in you know okay. autism if you have autism or whatever yeah um and then I already said, make your meals sound exciting and interesting and new. Well, I think the meal planning helps for people with ADHD because. 
They don't have to think about what to make. But sometimes making decisions is hard. And then you would do all of your grocery shopping in one thing. And then you don't have to continuously go back to the grocery store. Which helps with other issues. Which, yes. Like impulsivity. Which we've talked about. Yeah. So all around, it's good. Mm-hmm. I think I have a few clients that do like um, crock pot meals. Mm-hmm especially in the winter because by the time they get home they're not motivated to cook but when they come in and their house smells like the yummy stew that's in the Mm -hmm. crock pot then they want to eat um or i have some clients that um will like prep cook on a specific day with like a friend or a family member and then they can choose what they want to eat because sometimes the problem with people with adhd when they plan plan is that when they get to that day exactly they have a different craving they're like no i don't really want burritos tonight i want something else right so they'll pick like three or four meals they'll cook them with a friend and they split it right you get half i get half and then they have multiple options also a lot of people when they come home from work or school are just like done yeah (laughs) they're just done and they don't want to cook because cooking well takes time and there's a lot of steps sometimes right Mm -hmm. so if you have a body double and you do it together in advance or you like throw everything in a crock pot right after you've taken your meds in the morning and you have more energy that can be easier to do because i know a lot of my clients who haven't figured out diet yet because that's not what we're focusing on do a lot of like grubhub Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then have guilt and shame about right. the Grubhub, yeah. which is a different issue. But um yeah. So um anything else? I feel like I feel like you had other information. I thought I had other like this seems so short. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. Say goodbye, Finch. Boing. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiversetoolbox.com podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.